Okay, and now I'm going to introduce Jerry, my, the other program co-chair, who's going to introduce our speaker. And I have to tell you, Jerry really did a ton of work. and Very organized. Hi, I'm Jerry, Compostable Reader. Uh, I want to say a few words about our speaker, who I never met before tonight. However, I've been listening to her podcasts for over 16 years. And the reason is, 16 years ago, I walked into my first OA meeting in Maui, Hawaii. It was not a lot of recovery. So I couldn't even find a sponsor. I had to get an email sponsor for the first 12 years in program. And I wasn't hearing a lot of experience, strength, and hope. So I bought a ton of OA speaker tapes, threw them in my car. Every morning I pop one in to hear that experience, strength, and hope. That's when I heard our speaker. She was telling me how she was able to maintain abstinence year after year. She described how she worked her program. She said, here's how I deal with relationships, with family, and all the ups and downs of life without picking up food. She gave me a great blueprint for how to work this program. So I'm here to say a special thank you to Amy tonight for shining a light on my recovery and for throwing me a lifeline when I was out in the middle of the Pacific trying to do this myself. We cannot recover alone, but together we can. Let's give it up for Amy F. I want to meet that person. Who is that? She's like 16 podcasts. I said, that, are you, are you effing kidding me? There's like, that's crazy talk. Um, so hi, I'm going to take this thing off. Hold on. We've practiced this. We actually practice this. Hi, I'm Amy, a compulsive reader. And uh, I'm truly shot like 16. I, really? <sighs> Geez, I didn't realize I was cleaning up tapes the other day. I didn't realize I was on them. Um, so um, anyway, I'm really grateful to be here today. And um, the reason I'm here is uh, for two reasons, actually. One, I don't want to eat compulsively again. I mean, plain and simple. And two, because I can't do it alone. And when I heard the topic or that the convention theme is Together We Can, I'm like, that is actually the greatest gift I got from this program that I never have to do anything alone anymore. Whether that is um, work steps, uh, uh, be abstinent, live my life, deal with issues at work, with my family, with my husband, with my friends, with loss. I don't ever have to do that alone any longer because together we can. And... Um, and when I think about um, the, the two versions of alone and of, of how I work this program, so one is I work this program, um, I have a higher power. So that's really great, um, except that I don't r- always remember that I have a higher power. And um, I need the fellowship of all of you to help remind me that I have a higher power that can and will restore me to sanity and do for me what I cannot possibly do for myself. 
And you have also done for me what I couldn't do for myself. Um, When I have asked for help, I have gotten it here. It's so incredibly powerful. So um, you don't have the view I have, but it is tremendous to look out into the audience and see all of you. Because I could call any of you after this meeting or text you and say, like, I'm frightened, Um, I feel resentful, Um, I I kind of, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to make a poor choice. And without telling you anything about my story, you would absolutely understand. And, And when I remember, when I came here and stayed here, this was home. This was, like people said, it was the last block on the house, except it was a beautiful last house. It wasn't like a dog house. It wasn't a shack. It was the most beautiful place I could have ever ended up and could have never imagined that I'd ever be here. So I'm incredibly grateful to be here and to be abstinent today. So um, I actually did not know what to talk about. Um, I mean, I, I, I really think Together We Can says so much. And I, I also brought up the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous because the, the answer, the blueprint for living, it's here. You just need to read it, spend some time with that first 164 pages. And, and this, this is the way out because it's the way through and it's, it's all here. Um, I have frequently said um, if I could keep my big book under my pillow and have through diffusion all of what is in here come into my brain, and so I start every day with, a, with all the principles in here um, as part of how I work and run and live my life, um, that would be great. Um, I have actually done it a couple of times in sheer desperation. Like I'm like, I am screwed. I, I don't know what to do. I am frightened. Uh, this disease is besting me. Um, and so I keep the big book close. And one reason I brought it up with me tonight, it was like, listen, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to take my big book because I know where the answers are. Um, the other book I brought up um, is the 12 Steps, only the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous, um, because I know there's a bunch of you out there who remember um, when we started that there were no OA 12 steps. There was only the AA 12 steps. And I'm sure those of you who are shaking your heads also remember you were probably in a meeting where there were photocopies that went by, and it was the photocopies of this book where they were sending it out to different meetings um, to review them uh, and to put your input. And so the one I had, which was on, um, I was in New York City, it was 69th Street meeting, and um, yes, we had taken a lot of liberty, and people had definitely put their two cents in. Uh, I don't know how much of that came in here. And then this was the first book that was published. There were no OA 12 traditions. It was just the OA 12 steps. So this is my original book, um, and that always also helps me feel grounded. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. Um, so my story does not start 32 years ago when I came in. It starts way before that. Um, I uh, can't remember a time uh, when I was not a compulsive overeater. I didn't know it at the time. So where food um, seemed more important to me and getting food in my body was more important to me than anything else that I did. And I can tell you, like, oh, there's this that happened in my life or that that happened in my life. And, and those were really good, like, quote, unquote, you know, I thought they were reasons to eat. Um, and, and what a, a dear friend of mine who passed away in this program 
a long time ago already, she said, you know, um, those are just excuses. There are no, those were no good reasons uh, to eat compulsively. And, um, and I, uh, you know, I actually came from an extremely loving family, but there was uh, addiction in my family. Um, I came from, um, like, a, a, truly a family that was like, we think you're terrific, um, and then there were some behaviors that didn't match the words, so that became a theme for me. Um, and immediately, I uh, naturally, it was happening in my household, turned to food to take the edge off of life. Uh, whatever that was, things that were happy, things that were sad, things that were uh, loss, anger, anything that would just take the edge off. I'm also somebody that um, once I started compulsive overeating, I was never, I was never happy about it. Um, it was a monster to me right away. I didn't know that it was a monster. That was just taking over who I was. But later on, I was able to say, it, 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 is, it, is, a, it is a total monster that, that, you know, like Incredible Hulk, right? It just can't control it. It just takes over my whole body, bursts the seams of whatever I'm wearing and my, my spiritual self, and, and just runs and runs amok uh, in my life. And, um, and I'm here, again, I'm here because I do not want that life back again. I don't, I don't want that life back again. So um, my story continues. Um, you know, we know it's a disease of more. Um, when, I was, um, when I was looking in the big book, um, so there was a few things, a few words which always strike me about being a uh, compulsive overeater and uh, an, an addict. These are the things I'd always say. So um, they talk first about, and this is page two of uh, the OA first step. Um, you know, normal eaters will sometimes find pleasure and escape from life's problems and excess food. Compulsive overeaters often have an abnormal reaction when we overindulge. We can't quit. A normal eater gets full and loses interest in food. We compulsive overeaters crave more. That is exactly how I always describe my disease. I just can't quit and I continue to crave more. Um, and uh, you, you find words like that also in, in the big book. And, um, and so I was always looking for more. Um, I was a perfectionist. Um, nothing I ever did was right. I was definitely one of those people who would go on um, lots of diets, and then, you know, literally I'd go one thing over. And I won't say what it was, but, you know, like a vegetable over, one bite over, and then it was like, well... That's it. I wrecked the diet. I might as well not continue, and I might as well go and binge. You know, I was famous for, let's start on Monday morning. Let's start on January 1st. Let's start, um, oh, there's a vacation coming up. Let's start to, to get ready for that. Like, that was my MO. Only that day never happened. I never started. There was a, p a point in my life where I could diet and actually lose weight, and then I lost the ability to do that. So um, I don't know um, what my uh, actually what brought me to my bottom, except I understood I was living in New York City, 
and I understood that nothing in my life was making me happy, um, that um, there, was, uh, there was nothing that actually filled my hole, and I was using food, and, you know, my, my, uh, my hole is actually here, which, in case we don't know where I'm pointing from a, you know, biological thing, that's not my stomach, actually. That's where I, it, I, I'm above my stomach here. So I have, a, I have this hole, and I tried to fill that hole with whatever I could. Food was the easiest for me. I stole food. I did all, I did, you know, all the things we do, take food out of garbage cans, do all the f- wonderful, you know, full of dignity kind of actions we all do. And then I really, I just hit a place, and I remember this very vividly. I was in a... I was in college, I was in my room, and this, I could not, like, there was, you know, I'd been stealing uh, sweetmates' food, I couldn't stop, I was, I was trying to, like, lock myself in the room so I couldn't go out and steal it, and I had a towel, I literally threw a towel in the air and say, I give up. I am licked. I don't know what has licked me, but I'm done. So, um, and that, that started my program. And um, when I came in and I stayed, it was uh, February 15th, 1986. Um, and um, I was, uh, started my recovery in, uh, in New York City. And then I, uh, in 1993 or two, late December of 92, I moved to California. Um, and so, uh, in the East Bay, and so... I have been, um, since then, a day at a time, uh, not only uh, participating in Overeaters Anonymous, but uh, following a food plan and being binge-free for for that period of time. So, um, now, I think it's important, um, this is going to be a massive, this is like a massive fast-forward, because... um, after that much period of time, there's like, you know, I was 19 when I came in, so a lot's changed, and you're all doing math right now. Stop with the math. Okay, I'm 52. Um, so a lot has changed. So I was a person, uh, as a result of this disease, it's a spiritual, emotional, and physical disease, and as a result of this disease and other things, um, I pretty much didn't think I'd be in a relationship. Um, um, the, the PS on that is I have been married for 19 years. I have a 17-year-old son and a nearly 15-year-old son. Um, I, I say that. I say that simply to provide hope. That in this program, God gave to me what I could not possibly do for myself. To be in relationship consistently. And by the way, ups and downs. Two years ago, if I was standing here, I would have said, um, yes, I've actually called the lawyer. And I'm, 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 we're, we're done. And, um, and that, that didn't happen. Because I had a program of recovery. Because... Together we can. Because of you, I got the support I needed, but it was more than that. Everybody was saying, you know, I could look at him, or here's my mirror, I got to do the work, and the work happens 
no, like I can't go past this hand. It all is here. And I learned all that um, from Overeaters Anonymous and the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. Um, you know, um, my kids, um, you know, every, every week, uh, every day, it's, um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to parent. It's not like, it's not like being compulsive overeater for as long as I was, you know, necessarily makes me fit to be a parent. So there was a lot of work that I needed to do. Um, and I have to tell you, the work is really simple. It's hard, but it's simple. It's the simple set of spiritual tools that have been laid at our feet. It is from the big books of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's, there's no secret. Okay, it's the big book. There's the secret. Now you all know. There's really no secret. I cannot tell you that I have done something magical or something special that no one else has done in this room before, and that is why I'm abstinent today. It is, it is I have to talk, I, sometimes I call it pixie dust. I call it grace, because for whatever reason, I have been given a whole lot of grace, so that even when I am not working my program the way I think I should be working my program, for some reason, I maybe have deposited enough in the bank that I can withdraw some. And then when I start reaching out to the fellowship again, I realize it's, it's time to not just break my isolation from you, but to break the isolation with my higher power. You're my reminder that I have a higher power right now. I mean, if you could see yourselves right now, first of all, you look marvelous. You look gorgeous. I can look at everybody in your eyes, and there is just like, there is understanding, and there is love, and you may not like me, and you don't have to, but I'm hoping that today I can bring you a little bit of hope that you can go through everything, hard things, wonderful things, and not have to eat compulsively. And that is the only reason why I know I can get through something I haven't gotten through before, because I look at you, and you've gotten through it abstinently, and so that means it is possible. And all I need is a tiny little bit of hope that I can hang my hat on. And honestly, this program gave me that. I just need that little bit of hope. And just maybe, just maybe I could do it too. So, um, so I talked about and a lot about um, this, this gift of the program, which is... That I, that I got in my life, which is never having to do anything alone. And the other thing is so hard. The other thing this program gave me is loving myself through everything. Oh, my God. So what does that mean? So it means, like, when I was pregnant and I couldn't follow my food plan, not even remotely because I couldn't keep it down, and I had a sponsor working with me, and it was loving myself through that and realizing that I'm getting bigger anyway. Um, now, the good news about getting bigger when, I'm, when I was pregnant was I got a baby at the end of that. <laughs> now I'm going through something called perimenopause. It's the worst. 
Okay, let me tell you, let me tell you why it sucks, but also let me tell you why I know it's, well, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. So let me tell you why I think it sucks. I know this is supposed to be really hopeful, but let me just tell you why it sucks. So it messes with your hormones. I am so powerless over my hormones. There's nothing I can do about my hormones. There are places I can go. I get guidance. I get help. But I have a roller coaster of hormones. I call myself in the hormonal vortex. And it's only been three years. Okay? So, and um, new things come up all the time. But here's the reason I'm bringing it up here. I'm bringing up here because I gained weight. I gained weight. I hate gaining weight. I hate looking in my closet and being frightened that something is not going to button or zip. Like, I scream bloody murder. And that doesn't just say, ha ha, I mean, I get depressed. So, you are catching me now in my full glory of weight gain, depression, uh, wanting to pull my hair out because I haven't found um, a balance yet. I'm working on it, but it hasn't, it hasn't worked itself out. And I need to love, okay, need, huh? I would really like to love myself through it. And I learned in this program that that is possible. So when I look at you, I'm like, oh my God. And that I did apparently 16 podcasts. I'm like, wow, like I helped somebody out. Like, boy, I'd like to, I'd like to know that kind of person. Yeah, and that, that person is me. So um, I even had fear putting the skirt on. My roommate and dear friend will tell you that I had fear. I'm like, holy shit, if this thing doesn't fit, what is my alternative? Like, I was really scared because it's been, especially in the last month, it's just, it's, it's been awful for me that way. And so I have a program of recovery, however. And the program of recovery tells me that, um, one, um, I still get to do service, I get to do service. I get to stand up in here and do service and tell on myself, because I really am as sick as my secrets. You need to know that this is, uh, that this is going on for me. I want, it, I want it to lose its power over me. Um, and then the other thing is, um, there is a solution, and the solution continues to be in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's all there. I get to look at my fear, and I get to look at my resentment, and I get to write out a little inventory and turn it over as part of a 10th step. Um, I get to do service um, with sponsees to get myself out of my own little drama, my own little wheel in my head. And, um, and hopefully in what I say um, in service to somebody else, I listen to myself and I always learn more from my sponsees than I think I could possibly give them because I get so much out of that relationship. I write, I read literature, I talk to my higher power, and these are the things that I can do, and then I need to surrender the rest because I actually am getting the help I need to deal with some of those other things. Because 
those other things for me, um, well, I, I like to, I always say this to one of my sponsees, which is, she'll say, we'll talk about all the things that are wrong, and then we have this reminder. So now, instead of telling your higher power how big your problems are, tell your problems how big your higher power is. And to me, every time I say that, I'm like, right. I actually have so many luxury problems today. I have an completely blessed and beautiful life. And I can tell you that even with all these things happening, I I am in the, I can't believe what a good relationship my husband and I have right now. It, and it's been that way for months. Like, it is amazing. People who heard me before and they go, you're still together? And this is what happened? They can't believe it. And I am completely in love with him. And I have these two, like, I'm the short one in my family now. I mean, I have these strapping boys who are, like, smart and talk to me and also are, like, say things to me. Um, My 14-year-old puts his hands on either side of my shoulders. And when I'm trying to be a bossy person, he says, Mom, I got this. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And I did drag them to a lot of meetings. I'm like, okay, there might have been something that they, that they caught from all that stuff. Um, and so it is so important. Like, so it's important for me to admit when I might not be feeling the, you know, great, it's also important to say that I'm not eating compulsively, that I am not stopping working my program. And I'm not going to say I did that perfectly because... Um, Uh, People in my circle know that um, hiding in my bed with my little dog feels like the safest place in the world for me to be, and I basically don't want to leave. And yet I showed up for work every single day. Uh, I showed up for my kids and the things they need for me every single day. And um, that would absolutely not be possible unless, unless this sea of wonderful people were in around me to support me one day at a time. So, um, let's see. I had one thing I wanted to read, but even without my glasses, I don't think I can pull it up. Um, I find, um, I find the big book to be profound. Um, my experience is when I'm not sure what I need, I can just literally, I flip through and uh, read the page, and whatever it says is generally something I really need to hear, and I, and I, and I trust that. Um, another thing I get to do in this program is, um, is set, I get to set boundaries and tell people when I feel hurt instead of eating over that, and what a gift that is. Um, this program uh, is about, uh, for people who um, can be rigorously honest with themselves, and um, honestly, I don't know if I'm always rigorously honest. Um, I feel like I'm as honest as I can be at the moment, and I'm hoping that through interaction with you and writing and talking to my higher power, that I will be led 
to deeper levels of honesty with myself. I find that honesty has come up as a topic, actually, in the last few meetings I've been in, and it is always a good opportunity for me to say, what does it mean to be honest? Um, Another thing that I have been uh, asking myself, and this is always tough, which is um, I can operate in a lot of uh, fear, and so I ask myself, well, what would a brave person do in this situation? What if I were brave Amy instead of fearful Amy? And, um, and part of that is about acting as if. So that's another thing I always like to share. I share it a lot. So what happens is I share it on a regular basis with a couple of my sponsees, and then um, they're very sure to repeat that to me when they see that I'm not doing that. So, um, so uh, the acting as if. So I can act as if um, I am a worthy person today, that I am lovable, that, um, that somebody here, I hope, has gotten one thing. I mean, like, if only one person has got one thing out of hearing me share, I, uh, that, would be, that would be the best. I don't, have to, um, I don't have to please all of you with what I'm sharing. Oh, I got a two thumbs up. Thank you. Um, and, um, and I find that the way to walk through some of these things and I don't know if it has to be how, how I'm abstinent or not, but that I act as if a lot. Like, I act as if I am, like, a competent person at work. I act as if I'm a parent who can handle the particular situation that I've just been given. And somehow, by doing the action, the rest of it follows. I can tell you that it has been a very long time since food felt like an option. Like, I was like, I'm just going to binge, like, in that direct way. But here's a reminder. We have a cunning, baffling, and insidious disease. So it doesn't always show itself in the same way it did when I first came in. And so now, it could just be noise in my head. Noise that I don't even know I've got until suddenly I'm like, oh, yeah, I've run out of this, so I'll have this instead. Because they're, they're good. They're a good substitute. It's the same. And if I stand up and eat it, like, that won't count. And it's not coming from, it's not charging in like, I am the monster who is telling you to binge. It's like, no, it's this nice little voice that's like, no, this makes a lot of sense. And, and, and that's where the honesty comes in. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Because if, I, if there's anything that I eat, I eat that I feel bad from eating afterwards, it's got to come off my plan. It's got to be something that I don't want to have again because I don't want food to be this thing which makes me feel like crap after I eat it anytime. Whether that is a vegetable or, you know, something sexier than a vegetable. It is not something I want to have rule my life. I don't want to give it that power. But you see, I'm powerless over food. So even though I don't want to give it that power, I'm powerless. Which is why I turn to a power greater than myself to restore me to sanity. And I reach out to all of you 
because I cannot do it alone. So thank you for being out there and for your wonderful looks and smiles and love. I was giving you a standing ovation. Good, thank you so much.